everybody. Welcome back to It Was All a Stream. I am Chris here with my cousin and co-host, Neil Carroll. Welcome back. Two of our major shows come to an end. Gotta find something else to watch. I know, I know. We didn't have, uh, we have no more Book of Boba to talk about. Nine um, Book of Boba. And then Peacemaker just ended, which we are going to talk about that finale. Which has been one of the joys of my life as of late. So that's but sad. Weirdly enough, we have added Pam and Tommy into the rotation. Yes, which I think fits quite well. Yes, it's not a um, totally out of place. Like a, a, a nerdy type of show, like we've been, right. you know, with with the IP that we cover all the time between Star Wars and Marvel and DC. Um, but it's a it's a it's a good show. It's been it's- very good so far. It has to just check in on it. Like we don't have to do it every week, but it's a nice like little, oh, how are we feeling today? How are we feeling today? I agree. And it, uh, you know, I would argue that it does kind of fit our bill because we've got, um, oh my God, I was going to say Joe Rogan. Why can't Seth Rogan doing his thing, uh, you know, nerd captain that he is. And just, just, just funny. Like it is intentionally funny and outlandish while telling an outlandish story. So, so yeah, I think it fits. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, let's start with Peacemaker. I, I look this finale fantastic. There's no other words. I think uh, it it does what we want, which is it wraps up the story, gives us closure. Um, we're confused as to what the next step will be because they seem to have gotten like handled everything. Don't you think? Like they I seem think, to have, you go ahead. I think they told the story. Right. I don't know if we're going to get a second season. That's going to be, be dependent on um, James Gunn. And if he could come up with something else, but right. for the most part, they closed every loose thread, every loose thread. We know like even at the end when that, when that butterfly shows up like zipping around his, his trailer, we know that it's not going to last because there's no more cow. So it's like, right, all right, that was that's all just, the, that was it for know, the food, it for the food, it for the butterfly. Last one eagerly is up and running and doing well. My favorite character of the piece. Yeah. Uh, Peacemaker has grown emotionally. Right. And, and his character has grown, which is all you can ask for in a show the the villains are dead although the ghost of his father i think if we do get a second season they're going to play with that oh it definitely play a part yeah wise decision wise decision well so like what do you how think? did Where's you how did you feel about how things played out i i there i was surprised that there weren't more deaths if that makes sense on the good side yeah because at first i was like oh wow they're really gonna like get rid of vigilante here they're gonna get rid of yep. um hardcore they already got rid of uh Mern. i was surprised I, and I thought that they were gonna follow yeah. like the suicide squad trend trend and just and that, like what they everybody. did there where a lot of the people you know with bullet i could see that i could see that um I'm glad they didn't, but that mm-hmm. definitely felt like what was about to happen. Definitely. Without a doubt. Like it, yeah, they, I thought they were getting rid of everybody. However, I did not think that uh, the reveal at the end, Harcourt uh, turning on her mother, essentially, Amanda Waller's. Oh, was... that's. Um, that's uh, oh, out of bio. Out of bio. Yeah. I, I was a little like. Man, I don't know if that's how that would go down. That I hear that because yeah, she she formed a bind a bond with these people, but I don't know that it's like the be all end all of binds, right? If that makes sense. Do you think it sets up for like a different um person for a follow up season from James Gunn? Like, do you think it doesn't follow Peacemaker and maybe it's someone else? Well, he's talking that about spot. that. Yeah, I don't. He's he talked about having a standalone movie of what's his name, um, the 
uh, Polka Dot Man is what I heard. But he died in Suicide Squad. It's going to be a preview. It would be a prequel. A prequel, yes. And that's so. I'm yeah. I'm like meh. All right. I like. I'm not going to be as dead set against this kind of thing as I was because the Peacemaker turned out to be such a blessing in my life. It's true. Um, you can't really so, knock it. Yeah. I. Mm, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. I would almost rather him just pick from the plethora of different people. Like, give us someone new that we haven't seen yet. I'm all for that. I agree. Like, give us something new. Give us something interesting. But I do hope that they continue the Peacemaker saga. Like, there's stuff there. This is a... And and let's like let's jump right to the ending. When when he walks out of there and mm-hmm. the Justice League shows up. Oh yeah, I definitely wanted to talk about that. Oh spoilers, the Justice League shows up and he's like, Yeah, you're late, jerks. Way to be late. I think that's genius. Like that's genius writing. That was brilliant. Yes. That was brilliant. So- and you know, good job getting the two cameos and still like oh, yeah. alluding to even though you couldn't get all of them you know alluding to you having like them be in shadow yeah yeah i thought that was a a well a good idea but that's my thing like i i thought it was well executed this everybody's performing on top level john cena has skyrocketed to one of my favorites now um and may may be involved in one of my suggestions i haven't decided yet interesting indeed so but that's like uh, they gotta come back they gotta come back with season two have it be another threat have it be something else have it be the butterfly part two they're you know they figured out how to synthesize the cow's milk or something i don't know but i'm all for it i'm all for it because i want to see more Although, let's put it this way. like, What do you think about a season two now that he's like grown? Will it be as much fun if he's no longer a super like jerky dumbass? No, because I think they could always like revert him. Yeah, that's true. Like they, he's, you know. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he's still not fully like, a normal person, as it were. Right. But I am so ready for that. I just think it's going to be great. I think the show was amazing. I, you know, I'm not going to poo-poo any of James Gunn's ideas in the future because I was so like, no one needs this. <laughs> and and I have to admit, when I was wrong, takes a big man. Yeah, you did a complete 180. Oh, complete 180. It was glorious. I tell you, so funny. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, uh, again, like I think to sum up for me mm-hmm. i just think that like they like this is what i wanted from something like this yeah where it like starts starts us off we're kind of curious what's going on and they tie up every single loose thread they tell a cohesive they, story yeah. and they didn't need to give us a cliffhanger which i was fine I, with agreed yeah, it wasn't set necessary. up something. Oh, we're setting up this now. We're setting up this right. now. Like similar to like what Book of Boba did. Like their teaser was about Cobb Vanth. Yep. It's like, do I care that much about Cobb Vanth? <laughs> well, see now in that respect, in the Book of Boba thing, I felt like their intention was to create a series, and by killing off all these interesting characters, they did themselves a disservice. Absolutely. I agree. So, yeah, like that's, and we talked about it last week, like the Book of Boba suffers from many problems that the Peacemaker got completely right. Yes, that's true. That is true. They need a better showrunner over there, maybe. They could use it. Um, Anyway, I mean, I don't know. Do you have anything else to say about Peacemaker? Still the greatest... Um, opening title sequence to a show in recent memory. Still, still the greatest opening title sequence in recent memory. Well said. My every week 
you know, there's something new to absorb the old man in the back who doesn't really have a dance move, but gyrates a little bit and is hysterical and adorable. Mm-hmm. Uh, Karate Man or whatever his name is. Uh, Vigilante? No, the little guy. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. He... it's strange for two grown men to be discussing an action uh, rated R show and use the word adorable as many times as we do. Yeah, judo master. Judo master. But this show and its characters were adorable. Like, that's the only word. (laughs) It's, it's, It's hysterically funny. It has its its deep moments. It nails the drama and like everybody's in on the joke and they're it, it just it's just excellent it's excellent you know what it was yeah okay it's like uh it's like the flash or no flash gordon from the 80s with timothy dalton and uh mm-hmm. max von sydow as ming the merciless everybody was in on the joke in that movie except Timothy Dalton. Like Timothy Dalton was hardcore taken right. seriously. Right. In, in this show, everybody was like, yeah, Everyone's I get what in. we're doing. Yes. And it, yeah. it worked. Yep. It worked. I agree. I agree. Uh, I hope we get more, but if this is all we get, like I'm happy, you know? Yeah. I'm more happy with it. Less of it everything definitely else. exceeded expectations. And that is what made it the most fun. A hundred percent. Um, Let's move on to Pam and Tommy. Oh, yeah. We haven't talked about this for a little bit. Um, we got two episodes since the last time we talked about it. Yep. And we had essentially we are getting the the big in the fifth episode. Yeah. We're getting kind of the decline or we're starting to see the cracks in the relationship uh, yeah. between Pam and Tommy because of the situation that they're finding themselves in. Exactly. And things are starting to get worse. The tape is starting to spread more right. in the public eye. Well, that's the thing. Like I, I agree that we're seeing the crack. I think they're, they probably were not going to last because of, of the course way they not. Came to of course not. But I, I get it. Like I'm watching this. I'm like, yeah, this would totally destroy a relationship. Of like, course it would. You know, and like this public, didn't give it uh, any chance. Oh, no, not at all. And the, the second to latest episode where it's gotten out, they've, they've discovered that it's out now. They need to deal with it. Uh, they've hired a private detective. All this stuff was a good episode but this latest pam centric one where it's flashbacks set around the deposition yep where she's you know they're going to sue and they need to be deposed by the opposition's attorney and all that like it took me out of the show and put me in a place where i was like wow that like attorneys can be slimy yeah like that is that's rough and and because so you and I grew up where Pam Anderson was already like we were alive while this was happening, but, but like we weren't aware of anything till later, obviously the, till later part. on in life because we were we were kids when all of this was happening. Correct, but this was also like like but we knew Pam as like the the hot girl. Yes. Like we yeah. knew that she was a model. We knew that she was on Baywatch and like the the you know the sexy one on Baywatch and all that. Um, getting this backstory, I'm watching this deposition and I'm like, yeah, but you know what? Her being a model has nothing to do with that, or her, you know, being hot is not a crime. Right. And it seems like they're the the attorney's trying to make it like, well, you're pretty, so you know that's exactly what they're trying to yeah. do. It's like basically saying you've already they're saying that her past work right. is comparable to the tape. Exactly. And so which is they're reason. trying to make it seem like she wanted to financially gain from this tape being released. Right. Somehow. 
Like she now. somehow wanted this to happen. And again, like I like a show that that even though it could be a little ridiculous, especially him talking to his his member in the bathroom for five <laughs> straight minutes. But it makes me think because as the episodes were going on, I'm like, I was a little bit like, well, what's the big deal? I mean, she was in Playboy like a lot. And I was thinking that. And then when I saw the exchange where the the lawyer was like, yeah, but you were in Playboy a lot. So why do you care? I was like, oh, okay, I get it now. That's not like. Yeah, they're they're not the same thing. Know, they're not the same thing. And so I just it was like it was really interesting and really well done. I thought this episode was the the better of the the recent most recent. I think this past episode was probably the best yeah overall episode we've gotten. Is that that one where she is just where it's like our their version of a bottle episode. We're just with yes. her the entire time in the deposition and then we're just getting flashbacks into how you know, her career got started. I thought it was really, really good. You know, and furthermore, on that score, uh, I thought it was a good idea to take Seth Rogen out of, like, the last two episodes because, yeah. like, that's what happens. You have a guy, he's angry, does his thing. Maybe he's justified, and I think he's justified. because He's justified to be saw. angry, yes. Justified to be angry. But now he did it. And the principals have to deal with it. Like Pam and Tommy right. now have to do it. So it made sense that we took a break from Seth Rogen's story and right. focused on them because, all right, now he's he's dropped the bomb. They need to deal with the the aftermath. Yeah, because at, at this point, it, he doesn't matter anymore. It's out. It's kind the, of, their, yeah. Their worst nightmare has, has occurred. True. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think to what they've done a really good job of is they have made someone who in pop culture overall mm. like they have really grounded and made Pamela Anderson human a person again yeah and a right. person a actual person where she really in the public eye never w- was seen that way Agreed. Like she was largely Which is very unfair, viewed, by the way. Very unfair. It's yeah. just the reality of the situation. Correct. Correct. And and again, like it is. I think the it's accomplishing its task of being like you all think of her the way the lawyer thinks of her, but that she's a person. Right. But but I had heard that was it Tommy Tommy Lee's family or somebody was like this is all nonsense. So, I mean, there was a there was controversy. Obviously, there would be controversy, but it had to be made with somebody's approval. Yeah. Yes and no. I, I mean, maybe not. I I think, like, listen. I think it's to be understood, and I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people that just think this is verbatim what happened. Yeah. But the point of this isn't to just like if they were going to do it, they tell that the actual story. They just do a documentary. Like this is True. for entertainment purposes so like there's going to be conversations that obviously didn't happen there's going to be emotional story arcs that they add in that weren't really there in real life like taking liberties they will absolutely take liberties because that's how you make something entertaining good you know agreed agreed but this it just like i think it's doing its job i think it's it's like you said, it's taken us somewhere we didn't think we were going to go or see. Mm-hmm. And I, I, at the outset of this, I was curious if anybody would care because it's been so long. Like Pam has not necessarily been in the public eye for a while. Right. Right. Yeah. But apparently, so, I guess people are. And Tommy Lee, you know. Yeah. He, Tommy he, Lee was fading at that point that they're talking about. Right. In his career so that's interesting yeah but you look at it's similar to like all the other stuff that we've gotten that are really like kind of like 90s focused looking back at like the oj simpson simpson trial they did like kind of all those True. shows um where they did those i think like the 90s is really having a resurgence of like let's tell these stories 
which I can dig because I love the nineties. Right. Of course. We're just in that era where that's, that's what's happening now. Um, We're, we're old now and we're getting retrospectives on the decade that we spent as children. Like that's us now. We're past doing that for the eighties. It's now we've moved on to the nineties. We're back. We're in the nineties now. Yes. I can dig it. I think it's, uh, yes, and I'm excited. We do live in, uh, apart from the strange times, we live in the best of all possible worlds. Like, it's now, it's 90s time. Our time now. <laughs> um, well, let's do this. Yes. Let's look forward a little bit Ooh, to this to year. And let's talk about some stuff that is coming out mm-hmm. um, and kind of our more anticipated movies of the year that we're looking forward to. Obviously we're excited about the nineties resurgence that we're having, but let's, Correct. let's transition now. Let's look ahead. Let's not look in the past and let's talk about some of the movies we are most excited to see this year, which do feature a lot of superhero, a lot of Marvel, DC, and right. stuff like that. Um, let's talk about it. I think we can start with the most immediate movie coming out, opening in, is it this weekend? Like, this upcoming weekend, The Batman. Oh, yeah. Well, do you want... All right, so I'm a, I'm a huge Batman fan, as you know. Yes. All right, I've been a DC guy all my life, even though they've been essentially just just letting me down. Yeah, in, in the past decade, but oh, got to plug in here. Um, but I have high hopes for this. It is absolutely going to be dark and gritty. They're doing yeah. an excellent job of showing that. I think it's interesting to take an actor that you would not think would fit the mold of a villain and slide him in like a Heath Ledger. I was dead set against, you know, just like everybody was dead set against Michael Keaton. I was like, Heath Ledger is not going to do a good job in this. Right. And he knocked it out of the park. So in that vein to see, uh, I'm, I'm very interested to see what's his name, even in a cursory way, play, uh, the penguin. Um, yeah. Oh, I, I that looks it. insane. Yeah. He he uh, looks Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell. He looks like something's going to happen there. Like that's going to be interesting. Yeah. And well, he's getting a spin-off. Well, he's getting a spin-off, but also like we're already at the point where what's his name doesn't want to return again to be Batman. Like what's going on over there? Robert Pattinson? Yeah, he's already talking like, "Yeah, I'm done. I'm good. I don't need this." Oh, anymore. really? Yeah. yeah. Well, whatever. That'd be that big of a loss. Uh, yeah you could do again with batman like this is uh, again why i'm a proponent of just recasting because look at how many times batman was recast in the same universe right correct like he he was recast from keaton to val kilmer to george clooney with varying results yeah mostly due to movie quality and not really the actors i think even george clooney like makes sense as batman during that time you know what i mean so like i don't think that's that important like batman is not a complicated character yes you absolutely can he's not a terribly overly complicated character and it's not a similar situation where it's like like with Iron Man, he has become the character has become Robert Downey Jr. Correct. That's not the case here. Right. Um, so if that were to come down, because they're already talking about making a sequel, which I hope they do without having seen it, because I we need some continuity. Like even if you're taking us in a different direction, like you're yeah. going to go this route with him, he's the greatest detective in this one, that kind of thing. I'm fine with it. Like that's fine, but like, like let's let's travel down that road a bit, because with mm-hmm. all this constant, like the re, you know, we're changing it every second. Yeah, it's you know, let us let us get into something. Agreed, and I think this is going to stay separate from the larger universe. DC universe as well. Agreed that it's too grounded to, to have fit in. 
to fit in to have a Superman and an Aquaman. Um, and from what I've seen, like there are some people that the, there are people on social media that know people who have seen the movie. Yeah, say it's up there in the superhero movie genre. That is interesting. Which, listen, we take that with a major grain of salt, and I'm sure reviews are going to start, obviously reviews are going to start coming in this week right? as the embargo lifts. Um, But I'm anticipating, I would imagine that this is probably very good. I would imagine that this is probably very good as well. I think they've done something totally different, and we've gotten so much DC fatigue of badness that i think we're thirsty for for change and for something good yes agreed so I'm ready um, what is your what's up next on your list i would say well let's let's move on to the next month to april now yeah we're, we're getting a couple movies coming out that are interesting one of them being that ambulance that new michael bay movie ambulance with Jake yeah. Gyllenhaal and Yaya Bill Mateen, that just looks absurd, but could be interesting. Um, but I, it would probably have to be Morbius, which comes out April first. I agree. Morbius um, um, is another one of those like I'm curious about. I did not like their original trailer. I thought their original trailer had no tone. Whereas their most recent stuff started to be like, okay, I could see what this movie's going to be. I think that makes more sense to me. Yeah. And it's just one of those, we've been waiting so long for it that it's just like, even it's, if it's trash, you just gotta go see it because you've just, they've strung it along this long, you know? Um, May is one of the bigger months because May has two of the top, top ones with no pun intended there you have dr strange yes coming out at the beginning of the month and top gun maverick coming out at the end of the month let's do this let's skip dr strange we've talked about it a little bit Yes, we've talked about it a lot yeah we know what we want out of it we know we're excited about it marvel's doing a good thing let's Mm -hmm. discuss for a minute the cultural impact of top gun right now Okay. So Top Gun was huge when it came out. Huge vehicle for uh, Tom Cruise. Um, Obviously, Val Kilmer is having medical problems right now. Yes. And, you know, can't, and for other reasons as well, can't be part of the movie. But we, for the first time since the 80s. Well, Val Kilmer is in this movie. Well, but he's not. He's not like. Yeah, he'll he'll be not in Tom the condition Cruise in that movie. he's in. Right, but he's in this movie confirmed. Confirmed now, yes. but my point is like, had he been in top physical form, yes, I I would be super excited because you know I've said this many times on this podcast. I love Val Kilmer standing next to someone. Right. When he when he gets to be a little strange, I think it's genius. You know, yes. when he doesn't, when he's not the focus. Uh, but think about this: for the first time since the '80s, we are actually engaged in tension with Russia again. Oh, jeez! You know, yeah. like this movie's coming out in a time similar to the time it came out. It the, the its original came out in. Yeah. That's true. It's almost like it waited for it. It was strange. Uh, yeah. Well, hopefully we're all around to see it when it comes out. Yes. Um, June. Indeed. June is an interesting one. So the three major ones coming out in June. You have Jurassic World Dominion. Correct. You have Lightyear. Yes. And then you have, I think, Sneaky, which, that could be very good, is Elvis coming from right. Baz Luhrmann. So and let's, it's got my boy Tom Hanks in it. It's got your boy Tom Hanks playing a kind of villainous character, the Colonel. Yeah, that's going to be an interesting move yeah. for him because he hasn't really ever done that. Correct. Not and often. 
I'm curious how they're going to uh, empath make the colonel a make you like him because he's yeah, Tom Hanks. He's Tom Hanks. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, that's going to be a job. That's going to be a mission. Uh. Let's let's go to Buzz Lightyear for a second or Lightyear. This I'm I can confidently say. And I knew I know only 30 seconds ago I said I was never going to do this again. We don't need this movie. Like we don't need okay. a light year film. I I just and and why like Chris Pratt? None of the kids that are going to watch this Chris movie, Evans. Chris Evans. None of the kids know who that is. Like they'll recognize um Tim Allen's voice. It's like well, when we would watch cartoons and they changed the voice character and you were like what's this about why does he sound different? i think part of it is whatever which they have to explain is uh -huh. it's not the toy buzz lightyear it's it's the like the inspiration that the toy was inspired from so that yeah, would be the I different think... voice i also want to push back a little bit because i think we've talked about before in our continuous uh, conversation yeah. about cancel culture that right tim allen is getting a disney plus santa claus series like he I has not correct. been canceled correct i know that's a go-to example of someone who was canceled who yes. wasn't but he wasn't actually canceled he's getting a santa claus series he's fine <laughs> agreed 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 um uh, yes. i know because people were up in arms like oh see they're they canceled tim allen because they brought chris evans in to be yeah. buzz Lightyear. Yeah. like disney's still think... working with tim allen right. so i don't think it, it's about that um, I don't think they canceled them. I, I just don't think we need to do it. I think that's fair. I'm yeah. I'm interested to see it. Um, I I'm less interested in Jurassic World, to be honest with you, because the second one wasn't very good. Yeah, yeah. I'm a little disappointed. I had hoped for, like, this was their opportunity. Now that they're going to bring back Dr. Grant and and they kind of brought back Jeff Goldblum, like, I think they missed out on a on depositing them in the action as it were yes like they should have just made them kind of the stars of, of the latest episode or, or the second to last agreed i agreed. would have, i would have dug that and i think they would have expanded their audience too because like original people would have come back to see that i think yeah yeah i i agree with that as well um yeah so i guess you know at Probably for me, June, I'm most anticipating Elvis. I'm most anticipating really Elvis enough. as well. It's so this week, this past week, I've I've fallen down an Elvis rabbit hole. Really? I have. I'm I'm caught in a trap. I, I can't walk out. Wow. I, I've been listening to Elvis songs constantly this week as a result of that trailer. Okay. And I don't think the trailer was anything super special. I think Elvis is special. Like, I think he is culturally a big deal. Right. And, and I, we haven't had an Elvis biopic for our generation. Mm -hmm. You know, they've done them in the past with different people and different characters. And like, there was a movie with Kevin Spacey and, and someone where, it was like when Elvis met Nixon and Spacey played Nixon. Right. But but there hasn't been like a, a good biopic for us that's gonna be on the big screen. So mm -hmm. I'm ready. Like I'm ready to check this out. I wanna I wanna know about Elvis. Yeah, I'm ready to. I, I would like to know about him as well. Um the so July is definitely I What's oh, that? I gotta, I gotta say though, the kid that, that's playing Elvis, yes, not doing it for me. Well, we gotta see because he's a, he's see. a relative unknown. Yeah, but he, I, I, and like I won't say his acting. I don't think he looks like Elvis at all. No, I don't think he looks like Elvis at all either. Like it's the total opposite of the Pam and Tommy thing. Like they transformed right. into those two. This kid is like, I don't know where we're going with this. Yeah, we'll we'll give him a shot, but so far it's yeah. an interesting casting. Interesting casting. Um, Indeed, July is easily the biggest movie month of of the Talk year. And here's here's what we got. We've got a new Minions movie. Whatever. Yes. Here's 
the order of events. You have that Minions movie comes out the July 1st. July 8th, you have Thor Love and Thunder. Right. July 15th, you have Fantastic Beasts. July 22nd, you have Nope, Jordan Peele's <laughs> new movie. Right. And July 29th, you have Black Adam. So I love me some Jordan Peele. I like I'm excited for Thor Love and Thunder. Yes. But like I might be more excited for Nope. He does good work. Like you you made the suggestion to me to see us. Yeah. Which was excellent. And I was already on board. I went to see in theaters um no way out. Get out. Get out. Excuse me. Get yep. out. Um which was out of this world. Yes. Just amazing. So I'm I'm very excited for Nope. Black Adam, I think, could go either way, depending on whether uh, The Rock is going to lean into Agreed. villainy or if they're going to sympathize him. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm waiting to see. But then Thor, Love, and Thunder. I, I don't know how Thor, Love, and Thunder could be anything but excellent. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah. I, I just don't I don't know that it's possible for that not to be a good movie. Well, part of it, too, is that like with the with Nope. Yes, you're getting a good cast again. You're bringing back Daniel Kaluuya, um, yes. who is in Get Out, obviously, and is now going right. to be a co-star in, in Nope. Um, I think Get Out was is such a high standard now. Yeah. Yes. Jordan Peele will always be compared to with anything right. that he does, that that's where the potential for stuff like this to disappoint kind of oh. increases where with Thor love and thunder, I think part of it, because like you had two terrible Thor movies and then yes. Taika comes along and pleasantly surprises us with the third one. And now you hear about this cast and you know, given what you got from Taika already with Thor, that it's just gonna be it's cool. it's gonna be good. Yes. Like you got I... Chris, you got Christian Bale signed yep. up to not only be the villain in this movie, but to like wear makeup, yep, at, like a full body makeup every single day. And which is not something that you'd ever think Christian Bale would really exactly. be doing right even Christian though i Bale, know he played batman and he goes but, crazy with his roles as far as like how he transforms himself but we know him as not a cooperative fellow right yes and even he was like sure i'm in whatever yeah. you want to do so that's that's exciting he, you know because he's just going to be hopefully he doesn't yell at any kids or key grips on the show <laughs> but i yeah i'm i'm excited to see where we're going with that that's going to be a good time yeah um it doesn't look like much is coming out in august or september so we'll kind of skip that um i think you and i would have differing views on what we most anticipate in october um between right. spider-man across the spider-verse i have no one, use. Yeah. which i'm very excited for but i'm sure you're very excited for halloween ends so i am and i, I was disappointed by the second installment okay mm-hmm. uh the, so they danny mcbride i think did an excellent job with reintroducing halloween to us and having it be part of the lexicon again and having uh jamie lee curtis return but the second movie was less than stellar and and here's why i say that okay. it was it was political and it was like you know, uh, not not necessarily a horror movie in as much as a statement, which I don't like. Interesting. Yeah. And not that I didn't like the statement. I got what they were trying to say. They were trying to say, you know, you, you're all making the wrong decision just based on fear. You're going out to kill this guy, but you don't really know what's going on. Like, I get it. Like, don't be sheeple is what they were trying to say. But I don't like, I'm just, I think they're going to have to kill off jamie lee curtis in this one okay which saddens me 
but that's the only logical step. This would be the second time she died in the series. If you go by the original continuity. Mm-hmm. Um, and she announced that this is her last outing, which I always dislike when an actor does. Because then you can anticipate you can the anticipate end of the character. Yeah, like come out and be like, this is the greatest Halloween we've ever made. I'm so excited for the future of the series. And then you watch it and you're like, oh my God, what? She was so excited for the future. Right. Like that's that's what I what I'm upset. That, that so I'm having mixed emotions right now about Halloween. Okay. That's but fair. I'll tell you what Halloween type thing I am excited about. Hocus Pocus 2, y'all. Which doesn't have a release date yet, but we Correct. can kind of presume that it would come out in October. Indeed. So that's my that's my list. That's what I'm thinking. That's how I feel. Um, we'll quickly go over November. Is The, the two biggest ones are going to be The Flash and Black Panther. Correct. Um. Then you got in December, you got Aquaman, Avatar 2, and whatever the Mario movie is going to be. Right. With no Italians in it, but no one cares, apparently. Right. Uh Um, And then, you know, you have a couple, a few things that don't have release dates yet. I think probably the biggest one, like you said, you have Hocus Pocus 2, which we can assume is going to be in October. That would Um, make more sense. And then you have Knives Out 2. Right which is going to come out on Netflix at some point, probably this summer. Um, I don't know. You have a Guillermo del Toro Pinocchio movie. Which eh. intrigues me. Um, you have uh, the Joe Russo and Anthony Russo, um, their follow-up to Avengers, uh, The Gray Man, which is going to be starring Ryan Gosling and Chris Evans right. and Anna de Armas, and a bunch of fun people. Um, bunch of fun people. so that's going to be interesting um, yeah. I'm definitely into that that's coming out on Netflix you know a bunch of stuff coming out on Netflix um, but yeah that's that's kind of that's what we're looking forward to to this year certainly has caught my my interest this is going to be an interesting year for film and I think for directors taking chances like this Pinocchio thing is strange um, for Guillermo del Toro, it's a strange way to go. Uh, yeah. And then the the you know the Spider Verse. You know my feelings. I'm in. I'm all in on the Spider Verse. Yeah. It's great. I love it. Um. Well, let's yeah. talk now. Let's go back. We're going okay. back again. We're looking back. We're going to talk about our suggestions from last week. Right. Neil, you suggested to me. I did. The French Connection. Indeed. And I suggested to you Encanto. Yes. Which would you like to talk about first? Well, we can dive into Encanto, I suppose. Okay, let's hear it. I I know you're excited about my thoughts on I just want to know your thoughts. I don't even care if they're good or bad thoughts. I'm just excited (laughs) to hear them. I, so, yes. I mean, there's always a, a soupçon of sadness in in these types of movies um but i liked it i have to say i like really yes it's one of those it's just tough Uh, no matter how resistant i know the person will be watching it it's tough to dislike it's tough to dislike i i so i'm what what i do with um animated movies that like unless I'm excited about something like where it's uh like a Spider-Man anime movie, I would I would check out the cast or something. But I'd only check out the cast after because I try to hear what they're saying, like who yep. they are. Yep, yep, yep. So you're surprised to find out who some of the people were? I was shocked to find out who some of the people were. Okay. I knew I knew from like from the news that uh, John Leguizamo was gonna be in it because he was really promoting it. Uh-huh. You know, and the storyline and the ethnicity of the character and the, yep. and the detail and all that. So I knew he was in it, and I love John Leguizamo and everything he does. The the three people that shocked me no end, okay, and I'll go in reverse order, was Alan Tudyk as Pico, okay, uh, Wilmer Valderrama, yep, who I just didn't think acted anymore, and 
Stephanie Beatrice. Yes. Well, obviously, she's the biggest shock. She was the biggest shock and was amazing. Yep. Absolutely amazing. But she, no, she totally shocked me. She comes from uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, obviously, where she plays a very uptight, non, I don't want to say exciting, but non, like, flamboyant character. Right. And uh, and in this, you know, she goes buck wild. So I I was very, very excited about that. Yeah, well, it's interesting because she plays uh, such like a, she's supposed to be very serious and, like, tough character. But it seems like Stephanie Beatrice is actually like a very bubbly, like sweet person in real life. Yes. And this actually fit her much more much than, than that, that role character. in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yeah. Which you'd never guess. You'd never know because that's her biggest role is that Brooklyn Nine-Nine role. Right. And I, I enjoyed the concept of like this miracle that gives them all special talents and the person without a quote-unquote special talent isn't herself special you know and has has that it's it was a very it was very Very good heartwarming message however and i maybe i'm alone in this i don't know but my favorite song of the piece is the opening song i think it's the most catchy oh the opening song is great the family madrigal yep that's a great one it is a great one i mean obviously the most popular one has been we don't talk about Bruno. We, indeed. Which is a brilliantly <laughs> constructed song. Song, right. And just and credit great. to credit to um Hamilton. What's his name? Lynn Manuel Miranda. Lynn Manuel Miranda. Credit to old Linners. Uh doing a good job. There's really so, there's not one bad song. There's not. It, it and it, it keeps you going. It is fun. It's a nice romp. Uh, they do a good job pumping these things out. And for it's nice that in the animated world that there's not in Encanto every single time. Like for every uh, Frozen, you know, there's a crap Frozen 2. For every right. Encanto, there is a, a lesser version of yeah there's a there's a rango yeah. or ringo or whatever it was mm-hmm. like this was good i put this in the top tier okay there you go yeah. well i'm glad I, that i, I suggested it and i'm glad that you enjoyed it well thank you i'm pleasantly surprised yes this one was filled with joy as it should be yes 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 um let's talk about the french connection filled with less joy so much less joy yeah um so this is obviously a very acclaimed yes. movie. 1971. Stars Gene Hackman, mm-hmm. who we all know. And love and still alive. I'm surprised I, that Roy Sh- uh, Scheider was in this. Yeah. Who, Chiefy. yes, the, famously plays uh, Brody in Jaws. Yep. Um, you have someone who's... I recognize as someone who's in things, right? Um, Tony Lobianco. Okay. Who I've seen in other stuff. Right. He is the guy who plays um, Sal Boca. Yeah. He's been around. He's been around for a while. He's been in some stuff. Um, but other than that, this is a very like. This was interesting because it's very like. I don't know if it's the right word, like procedural. Uh, like it's very yeah. like it's not character focused. No, really, by any means, it's just here is a case that this police officer has, and it's going to take you from the beginning of that case to the end, and it's going to right. be about the police work. Exactly, and like you said, it's not necessarily like they're growing as people. No, it's, it's a gritty, you know. And I guess it's not necessarily a period piece because it's it's happening in the time. Right. You know. Right. At the time, this was a current thing. So, like, it's very, like, you're getting into the weeds of police work. Like, you're, yes. you're getting long extended scenes of them following suspects. 
right. whether they're tailing them in a car or they're following them by foot and uh, multiple scenes where they're doing that. You're getting the wiretaps. You're getting the struggle to continue the case. Um, what did you think of young Gene Hackman, having known him as Lex Luthor, having seen him in like uh, Public Enemy with Will Smith? Not Public Enemy. Yeah, Public Enemy. Well, I mean, having seen him in a bunch of things, what did you, how did you feel about him? He is one of the, um, I think, great actors that we've been lucky to have. He does a, an amazing job. Um, I think he was one of those, and I, I maybe it was taken for granted because he's not talked about as much with like the, I feel like with the other great actors of, of his era. Yeah. I don't know if it was maybe because he was able to like take a back seat. Like he's not talked about, I feel like in the same vein as like an Al Pacino or right. someone like that, where he he's definitely in uh, talent wise, he's in that stratosphere. See, I would agree. I agree that that's a good connection, a good comparison. Al gets a lot of credit because you've it's it's godfather he was in more mainstream things and i feel like gene hackman was not but he was performing admirably he is the you know they say what's his name is the poor man's uh robert de niro harvey keitel yeah i he gene hackman is the working man's like marlon brando big actor good guy I, i agree with that yep and he never hit like listen he didn't have that like it's tough because he he's operating on the same wavelength as an Al Pacino. He just didn't have the hits, right. the, the mega hits that Al Pacino was or Robert De Niro or people like that were having. Right. Definitely. I'm sure they were all competing for similar for parts, parts anyways. Sure. Um, so, yeah, I think I think he's he's incredible in this movie. He does a great job agreed he is the man i loved it now uh yeah and like i said roy schreider i think so do you do you agree it deserves its uh uh what's the word it's classic status i think so because i think it's just so different from what a lot of movies are from a lot of what we see like again the 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 a lot of people nowadays with considering like what we're used to seeing in current modern movies right like they would probably think oh we're linger like we're lingering too long on this chase scene or this like this um following the suspect scene or whatever it is but it's very methodical and how they approach it a lot of the times there's no dialogue when they're doing this they're just showing you verbatim here is what would happen in this scenario this is what the the police work would be doing and if anything you're almost um you're kind of put in you're seeing it through the eyes of the policeman where like oh this must be boring they've been waiting outside for so long and then oh now something's happening now they gotta follow them agreed Um, so you know i i think it holds up um uh, the only thing that I don't know how much I really got was the ending. Uh, well, like I like that they get everybody for yeah. the most part, except for the one guy, which apparently this is based on a true story or was Correct. that? Yeah, okay. This happened. Um, yeah. I just, I didn't understand how, how he messed up that badly. Spoiler alert. I, right. I didn't understand how logistically the other detective ended up in the spot that he was in. And the um, the French drug dealer right. was able to get away from the like how he was able to lose track of the French drug dealer and mistake the other cop for the French drug dealer. For like French that didn't make dealer. sense to me. That's fair. That's a fair analysis. I was just having trouble putting that together. Yeah, I agree with that. I, he, and for you know. something that wasn't very like 
you know, character arc focused. Right. That seemed like an ending where it was like commenting on the character of um, of Doyle. Where it was like Which, he was so focused and now he's yeah. in a situation. They kept alluding to how he got someone killed with the last right. case he was on. Right. And now, of course, he actually kills someone. Yes. And gets one one of someone on the force killed. And that's the and it's the guy who's criticizing him the whole movie. The whole time. That's the thing. It's like he the character of Popeye Doyle classically was always the like the the tough cop, the like, you know, the dirty Harry of real life. So I guess that's why they they did it in that way to try and sell that notion. Because from from this movie on, that's been the thing. It's been like, okay, that's your that's your mark of uh, of the of the cop of the New York City cop or of the you know the tough uh, doesn't follow the rules right. guy. Right. So, what do you got for me this week? All right, this week, mm-hmm. I just watched this, and I enjoyed myself. Yes. Um, this is a recently released movie. It came out on uh, when did this come out? This came out like a week or two ago. Word. Um, it is on Amazon Prime. Uh huh. It has a couple people in it, but uh, most notably, the stars are Jenny Slate. Okay. Jenny Slate. Who plays, um, you'd be most familiar with her as. The sister of John Ralphio. Ah, uh-huh, yes. I may have watched Parks this. and Rec and Charlie Day. I just watched it. Ah. But I'll shoot. tell you what, but but I can comment on it next week. Okay, maybe. Let's you give me yours and I'll see if I could think of something else to All have right. you watch. I, I have two. I have um okay. one I think I suggested to you in the past. Did I suggest to you friends from college? I think so. I don't know if I ever Keegan Michael Key, Colby Smolders. Yep. Um, I, I know of it. Fred Savage. Yeah. Yeah. I, that is a show, yeah. right? Or is that a movie? It is a show. It is a two season show because they did not get picked up for a third, but I did enjoy both seasons. Okay. I think it is recognizable for all people who have been through college, like regardless of your age now. Yep. Every everybody remembers like these these things that you did. Yes. For your for your friends. Okay. Um so I think it's a good a good one. It, is that are you up for that one or should I pivot? Well, let's hear what the the other suggestion is and then I'll the pick between the two. Other suggestion involves friends as well and involves uh John Cena, it is Vacation Friends. I uh, have who, seen that. Okay. That I've already seen. So I will watch um, at least a portion of Friends from College. Yeah. And then what I'm going to suggest then, um, because you have already seen I Want You Back, which I would recommend to anyone to go see. I enjoyed it. It was a fun, light movie. Um, I'm going to suggest something to you that I also have not seen. So the two of us can talk about it. Um, okay, and that is uh, it's funny a, a bit of a connection to the French connection, the uh-huh. French dispatch. Oh, all right. Where do I find that? This just is. This just came out on HBO right. Max. Nice. Obviously, Wes Anderson. Um, there's a yeah. lot of people in it. Uh, we have like we weirdly like Wes Anderson films. Yes. Despite how like weird they are. Um, Indeed. So I haven't seen this yet either, but I figure the two of us can talk about it. I'm down. I'm so down because okay. I I do oddly like Wes Anderson films. Yeah. I don't know why, but I do. Yep. I agree. Alright, I'm on board. Alright, let's do it. Till next, next week. week. That'll be next week. We'll obviously talk more Pam and Tommy, and then we will probably be bringing back, which has had a long hiatus, some uh, rolling or trolling because yes. we're we're in between shows right now. This is true. So, anyways, shows. 
Twix. Thank you all again for listening to another episode of It Was All a Stream. We would really appreciate if you are enjoying the podcast, that you like, subscribe, and and leave a nice review wherever it is that you're listening. We are on all the major podcast platforms, and we are on Neil's fantastic, wonderful, can't compliment it enough website glued to the screen.com that's glued the number two the screen.com neil what do you have to say to the people stream on everybody <laughs>